It's Friday night, and the moon is bright. Gonna have some fun, so you eyes down, TGIF. Welcome to week number 177 of Two Guys Into Friday's podcast. My name is Steven, and that over there is Travis. It's snowing, Steve. It is snowing in Virginia a little bit. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think we. Were, I, I guess you don't have roads where you live, so you don't know if it's sticking on the roads or not. It's not sticking on my gravel road. Yeah, I don't think it's sticking so, on the roads here. But uh, daughters, it's sticking school. all over the all over the woods. Dogs are sleeping, and I'm ready to talk about some TGIF. This barely sounds like a work day for you. You should just be like, I'm not doing it today. I think I'm already at that point, but we'll see what happens. Um, Fair enough. So yeah, uh, we go back, we watch every episode of TGIF as it airs 30 years ago, and these episodes, well, I'm getting a little out of order, a little, little out of thoughts right now. <laughs> There's a lot of snow on the ground, not a lot. I say a lot, and people in sorts. New York, our listeners in New York are like, what? I'm six feet under snow. Thank you to Duke for the theme song this week. Thanks, Duke. I hope there's snow where you are, but only the good kind. Is there a good kind? Sure. This is not bad kind. This is not, you know, easily manageable, not dangerous yet. Okay. I got it. It's perfectly fine. This is not bad snow. Uh, if you want to send in your own version of the theme song, do like Duke did. Email it to us, tgifcast at gmail.com. And then while you're doing that, make sure you're following us on all social media at tgifcast. That's where we are. That's where we are. That's where you do it. Um, so I was getting into asking you uh, when these episodes would air. I know it's back in uh, February or January of 93. What was the exact date for these? February of 1993. So Friday, February 5th, 1993. And we do like to see what was going on in the world 30 years ago that week. And the only thing I pulled up was Super Bowl 27 as the uh, Dallas Cowboys beat the Buffalo Bills. I know they had a few games uh, against each other back in yeah. that time period, but... uh this one was a blowout. wasn't even close. Cowboys won by a bunch. What about movies? Sounds like mo- I, most of the Bills, Dallas Cowboy Super Bowls were like that, right? Were they? I thought for some reason I thought there was one that like people thought know. the Bills. Were oh, I guess only had two. It felt like they played every year for like five years in a row. They might have met in like the playoffs or something. Well, no, that wouldn't make sense because they're uh, AFC. Oh no, know. this one says the fourth consecutive Super Bowl of 1994. So this is the third. I don't know. Next year would be the fourth. We'll go with that. Yeah, a quick a quick Google search is giving me conflicting information. All right. I don't really care that much. Neither do uh, I. Movies uh, and music. I will always love you, number one. I will always love you, number one. No change there. And this is the last week for Aladdin, number one. We get a new movie next week, and then things kind of start rolling a little bit, a little bit more frequently for changes. Okay. So. I like it. Nothing new. Birthdays? No birthdays. No birthdays. So let's get into it. Full week of new episodes of TGIF, and we start off at the 8 p.m. slot. This is Family Matters Season 4. I don't know why I wrote Episode 11. I don't think that's right, but Episode something. That's not right. Uh, Tender Kisses. That's the important part. That's the episode. 15. That's the episode you want to be watching with us. Um, We start off. We've got Eddie. We've got Waldo. We've got Weasel. They all come into the house. And uh, Eddie's mad because those Tracy Spencer tickets have already sold out. They were supposed to be there early, go get in line at Food Lion, and uh, didn't happen. They were late, two hours or two two and a half hours late, something like that. And uh, they're not going to that concert now. Nope they got a they got they got Taylor Swift. Dude. Yeah, they got Swifted. Um, they that's better. That that sounds better. They um, are okay though because Weasel's got the perfect idea. Why don't we just go sneak in her hotel room and then ask her for tickets? That's all we got to do. Right? Yeah, and they've decided the, the best way to make this happen is that they, they each separate and do their own, have their own, like, plan to get in. Yep, and then they're like, all right, let's do it. And then we get the do it handshake, which I don't think we've seen before. This is new, and this is not tips. This is much more complicated. This And uh, it almost seemed like they don't even really know it very well yet because there was a lot of, like, ah. Uh, think it's the right thing to do next yep so they do their handshake and then uh waldo's like wait a minute what are we supposed to do again so we're, we're in a great uh place here to make this happen but tracy yes. spencer is this a real artist i'm assuming she is based on the episode but real artist yeah tracy spencer uh, uh very young when she started i think it's she was like uh 10 years old less under 10 when she made her first music video and then she competed on star search in 87 and won 
$10,000 junior vocalist prize. Uh, youngest female to sign with Capitol Records. Okay. Um, no, no number one, like straight up billboard number ones, but she did have a number three and she had an R&B, uh, number one with the song Tender Kisses, which we'll hear a little oh. bit of later. Um, number two hit with the song Love Me. I, I am not familiar just by looking at her, her singles I've of any of I've never heard songs. of her. She's still alive? Um, she just seems yeah, like someone so. who might not be alive for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why you would think that. That's Probably because I, I think I think it's just because I've never heard of her. Like no clue. Who she, she is. she is still alive. Uh, still doing a tour? Can we go see her? No, she. It does not. It doesn't look like she is doing anything. She recorded. Okay. She had a song on the Good Burger um, soundtrack. Oh, I like that. Uh, what year did that come so, out? Ninety-seven. Um, right. She was a model for Tommy. Hill. I'm trying to see like the last thing she did. She hasn't done anything since 1999. Basically, we should get her on the show. I mean, we could find, if we could find her, um, she hasn't done anything since 99. There's nothing on the Wikipedia for her. It says years active up until 2006, but they, they don't have, I mean, there's not a single, there's not an album. There's no mention of anything that happens after 1999. We should well, try to do a, a Tracy Spencer, Dave Vaz combo episode. That was okay. that, that was that saxophone yeah. guy. Except Dave Oz is still like very active, eh. or Dave Cause, Dave Cause, whatever, making nice. albums, getting nominated for Grammys. Hold on, hold on. this this looks interesting. Uh, so she had an unreleased album that was discovered in 2022 um, by a fan who had a rare promotional copy of it, and like I guess that was a big deal for for Tracy Spencer fans. Let's get her on the show. She on yeah, you go try. Uh, I don't know. She might. She might just be on. Yeah, you know, might just be able to get to her on IMDb. I don't know. She might just leave her address on her website. She's like, hey, I'm still alive. Here's <laughs> I don't think. I mean, I don't think it's like that. She, you know, she's probably just Come enjoying life. She probably release these albums. Like, I got the money. I'll talk to you later. We're definitely taking the wrong life. approach if we want to get her on the show and we're saying all this stuff and then she's gonna go listen. You're to saying this episode. the bad thing. You're the one that are saying these things. Not we. This is not a we thing. She this might already listen. Thing. You I'm, never know. I mean, she's probably a big Urkel fan at least. She might be. Right. Well, she's definitely not going to be. If anything, she's going to be a, an Eddie fan. But eh, I don't know. I think she got a little turned Anyways. off by Eddie on that episode. This episode, we're going to talk <laughs> about it. We got a theme song. Did we, we come back. Um, we did. Um, so <laughs> it's nighttime now. Carl's in Harriet's room, and uh, Harriet's uh, writing her diary. And Carl's like, "What are you writing about? You writing stuff about me? Good stuff? Bad stuff?" And she's like, "It's private. Don't look at it." And then at 1.26 a.m., Carl's trying to sneak into her diary. Well, there's a number of like little gags before leading up to that where he's trying to trying to sneak a peek at her diary. And the, and there's a couple of things that lead up to him yeah, trying to sneak over to the tonight Santa steal up over. So he's probably asleep for what, like three hours maybe, I can guess. Um, he goes over she there. Well, she's asleep at least. He's over there sneaking over her diary. But no, she wakes up. And then he pretends, you know, just to be sleepwalking, like sleep reading her diary and like walks back over like a zombie over to his side of his bed and like puts the covers over his head. So he's caught. I thought it was pretty funny. It's not. It, it was funny. Um, next scene, we're in Tracy's hotel room. Already it's happening. This is kind of ridiculous. But uh, Eddie <laughs> is dressed up as a bellboy. He's got a bunch of flowers on a cart. Wheels him up to Tracy's room. You call him this Tracy's manager or Tracy's bodyguard, or I think he's more of a security guy personally, but he could be a manager. He's, he's undefined, but I think he could be. I think he's more of a security guy. I don't know why he's not with her if uh, if he's the security. That's a good guy. point. That's a very good point. You would think that he would be with her. That's a that's a valid point. So maybe manager. I don't know. But uh, yeah. Somehow Eddie's already pulled this off. He's already in the hotel room. We find out that uh, his plan is pretty good. I mean, it's not a it's not a ridiculous plan. He proposes to be room service, brings a bunch of flowers. Nothing about that is unusual to me. I didn't write a whole bunch of notes, but I remember him like getting real excited because one of the bouquets was from MC Hammer, and he starts doing the <gasps> hammer dance in the middle right. of the room. Well, the whole joke, the whole joke with that is that he comes in and the, you know, he says, I've got these things for Tracy Spencer and the guy's kind of, I don't know. There, there's some back and forth where he, he's like, he's I like, meet I don't, you know, tons of famous people. I meet people famous people here. all the time. No fame. Yeah. They don't surprise me. They don't impress me. And then he sees the bag from MC Hammer and starts. MC Hammer. 
oh, 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 oh. That's the one of those songs. It is. That was. Yeah. It is. Um, so then we find out Tracy's not there. Um, she's at rehearsal. And at this point, too, about the same time, uh, we have Weasel showing up as well. Weasel's doing his own plan. He is uh, dressed up as a maid. He's got a wig on. He's got the maid's outfit on. He's come up there to clean the room. The manager, I'm calling him manager, is like, wait, the room just got cleaned. And he's like, well, that was not the real maid. I'm the real maid. That I'm going to do it for real now or something like that. Right? That's it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I missed, I missed some stuff. But yeah, okay. All right, so then we go to a scene where we're back at the house, uh, Winslow's house. Um, Carl has Harriet's diary now, and after promising that he won't read it, um, he Harriet comes in, and she's like, don't read that diary. And he's like, don't worry. I promise you I won't read it. She goes off, and then he's like, but I didn't promise someone else won't read it. And then in comes Steve Urkel. This is so the, we kind of know what's going to get the, the step-by-step Cody telling Brendan that he won't tell him that he won't like tell, you know, the parents that Brendan is in the, the van. So he, yeah, yeah he gets them to get someone else. And this to is, do this it. is kind of, yeah, this is the same thing. All right. So we know what's going to happen later that, that thing going on, but back to the hotel, this is the important stuff. Uh, Weasel is now talking to Tracy's manager, like as the maid, like pretending to be the maid still. And, uh, he gets caught. I don't remember exactly what he said that gets him caught, but, uh, they have figured it out. He is not a maid. He's weasel. Yeah, and the manager like pulls the wig off. There's a line about I'm glad I'm glad this is the case because you're the um, ugliest maid yeah, I've ever seen or something were, like that. Yeah, you were not a very attractive maid. Um and then the the security guard dude kicks him out and then uh he says, I've had it. The next guy that I catch is gonna be spending the rest of his life in jail. And then this makes Eddie real scared because he's still in the hotel room for some reason, just waiting for Tracy to get back, I guess. Well, that's the whole thing. He's there because he's waiting for Tracy to get back. Um, Commercial break. We come back. Still in the hotel room. Tracy gets back. Eddie goes crazy. The live audience goes crazy. And uh, yeah, the manager. What did I say? Manager something, Eddie. I have no idea because this is when oh manager the manager tip away. tips Eddie he's like here here's some money okay. thanks for bringing up these flowers get out of here Eddie goes out the door but he doesn't close the door he's kind of like peeking in there still and then we hear Tracy say oh man manager guy I'm having some real trouble with these vocals and tender kisses and then the manager's like let me hear them and then she's like, I don't, he puts on like a cassette tape or something like that. And she starts singing. She st- so she starts singing this song, Tender Kisses, which you have now told me is a number three Billboard chart song. Is that right? Uh, on the Billboard charts, it only got to 42, but oh. on the R&B charts, it was a number one hit. Oh, so. no, this was number one on R&B. Okay. Number one on R&B. So she starts singing. Eddie's out in the hallway listening. She gets to like the second verse or something, and then he just busts in there and starts singing the like. I guess this is a duet. I don't know if it was originally a duet, but they he makes I don't it know a, if duet. It's a duet or not. He makes it one, and he just starts singing the song back to her, and she's into it. She's singing back to him. They're both singing. They finish, and uh, she's like, "What's your name?" And he's like, super nervous, of course. You want to talk Can about we, this song singing? I don't want to skip just too a, no, just because it's the whole song. It's like two and a half minutes or something. Yeah, yeah. First of all, Eddie is not a good singer. Like He's regardless fine. of what's about to happen here, he is, no, he is not a good singer. He's um, just as good as any other singer they've had on this show, like male singer. He's not a good singer. It's fine. And second of all, like there's no way that some famous musician is going to be in her hotel room. The bellboy's going to come in and start singing with her, and they're going to start holding hands and like dancing around the room together like have you tried being, it like, little, have you tried it or no i've not tried it but he's been he was being a Might little be aggressive trying. like kind of like like creeping up on her and she was like kind of into it it was there's no way this is gonna happen we I mean, should figure out standing, we should figure out where taylor swift's staying when uh we go see her in pennsylvania and then uh try it out and see <laughs> if it works she's probably staying on her bus she's probably not gonna stay in a hotel while she's, she's there three, days. Know, she's there three nights yeah she might she might 
Where would but she be? Her bus is probably nicer than most hotel rooms. Yeah, I was about to say, are there any nice hotels in Philly? I don't think there are. Plenty. There's plenty. plenty of nice I've hotels. never seen one. I've never been in one. I've never seen one. I've never... They're there. What? Okay. Anyways, we're going to try that in uh, the spring. We'll ke- we'll uh, fill you guys in on how that goes. Travis is going to try to and sing. When, and when we're both in jail or when, when I'm in jail and Steve is doing the show by himself, mm-hmm. don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. So... They're holding hands. They're singing. She's done. She's saying, what's your name? And he's like, Eddie Winslow. And <laughs> then what happens? Oh, he's like super nervous. And she's like, he, she's like, why did you do this? Oh, I'm your biggest fan. And I waited outside for tickets hours. And I didn't get any. Well, I'll give you tickets. Don't worry about that. And I'll give you backstage passes. That's ridiculous, in my opinion. I, this whole thing is ridiculous, and that's why I'm still confused at the beginning when you were like, he, she was not into it. Like, she's, like, giving him all everything. Well, no, she's I'm like, saying totally. the real Tracy Spencer might be creeped out by the actor Eddie Winslow. Oh, that's what 100%. I'm saying. You mean, and oh, then, in re- No, in real life, she might be like, I don't want to be anywhere near this. What, what's his name? I don't even know his name. Eddie Winslow? <laughs> actor name. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, I, I feel bad now. I feel like I know everyone on the show, but him. Uh, hold on, I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. It's uh, Darius, Darius McCrary. Yeah, yeah, I thought of it right when you said it. Okay, so, um, yeah. Then she's like, then they start hearing, like, these car honks outside. So they're sitting in the hotel room. She's already like, here's your backstage, or I'll give you backstage pass and all this stuff. And then, like, you hear all this noise outside. So you hear all these car honks. They look outside. Do they see, I know they say they see someone climbing, but do they say what the object is out there? No. No, they're like, there's something climbing out there, and you hear all those calls, and then you hear like an explosion, and then uh, after the explosion, there's like uh, a bunch of chaos in the hotel room, like, watch out, and then all of a sudden, (laughs) a loud crash, the glass breaks in the hotel room, a man comes flying through the window, and it's Waldo. Waldo, who Waldo. we, we, we kind of left out in the beginning of the episode, he tells this story about his like uncle in the circus or something like that. And Waldo has shot himself out of a cannon from who knows, I mean, the street level, I would assume, maybe the building across the street. That would make sense if he's climbing, I guess. I don't know. Somehow he shot himself out of a cannon through the hotel room into Tracy's room and has now gotten into the hotel room. Broken glass everywhere. And uh, this was his attempt to meet the great Tracy Spencer. I mean, it works. I'm sure he, he's going to meet her. I'm not sure for how long, but he's going to meet her. Yeah. Um, but that's the end of that scene. We don't really know what happens after that. Um, no, not with, Wal- not with Wal- uh, Waldo, at least. Back at the Winslow's house, Carl is uh, mad because Steve's got this diary, but he's like, I'm not reading it. This is Harriet's personal diary. She doesn't want you to read it. And uh, he says, there's nothing you can do to make me read it. And he's like, well, what if I get Laura to go out with you on a date? Okay, I'll read it. January 1st. And he starts reading it. <laughs> what if I pimp my daughter out so that you'll read my wife's diary to me? This is not the first time he's tried to pimp her out, is it? I think he's done it before. No. So um, he yeah. starts reading. January 1st, kind of boring. Reads a little more. Gets to this entry about this guy named Raul. And uh, we find out from the next three entries that Steve reads that she meets this guy, Raul, works at the grocery store. She ends up, like, Carl's getting, like, real upset as he's reading this. But then she turns him down. Then she goes on a houseboat with Raul, and then he's getting mad again. <laughs> then they break up, and she, he's all right again. Then they find out that she's left Raul for a guy named Chuck, <laughs> a bigger, more handsome man. And, uh, of course... Uh, Carl is fuming at this point. Harriet gets home and uh, he confronts her right away and starts uh, reading the diary to Harriet, which is exactly what she did not want him to do. So Harriet tries to stop him from reading. Um, She's like, Carl, it's private. Um, But uh, that diary you're reading, it's not real. It's fake. Well, she she doesn't tell him that. She doesn't tell him that. She has him keep reading, and he keeps reading, and he finally gets to a page that says, "I I planted this diary. It's you know." Oh, it's this all is fake. this is what she re- he read, right? Yeah, Carl, I planted it. It's a fake diary because I yeah. knew you'd read it. 
Um, she calls him insecure and starts uh, telling him to uh, read her real diary, which she pulls out, and uh, it says all good things about him, like how oh, she things. loves her family, loves him, couldn't be more loved, more love every day, that kind of thing. And she's like, feel better now, Carl? And then he's like, much better. And then they kiss, and that's the end of the episode. We do credit get a credit scene, scene though. Credit scene. Uh, we've got Eddie. He gets home from uh, the Tracy Spencer concert, and he's telling the family about how great the concert was, and he was sitting in the front row. Who knows where Waldo and Weasel are at this point? I guess they didn't get any tickets, jail. right? Jail, yeah. Well, Waldo's probably in jail. Weasel's probably... Maybe he got a ticket. I don't know. So they don't believe him, though. They're like, there's no way that you got to go to this concert, that you got to sit in the front row, that you got to hang out with her. Then the doorbell rings. And what do you know? It's Tracy Spencer. Um, Carl is speechless. Everyone in the family is amazed that he was telling the truth, that she's actually there. And we find out that she came to uh, give Eddie her itinerary so they can write letters back and forth. Is that what they were planning on doing? It's not, yeah, it's 1990. It's 1993. Like, mail this letter. Mail this letter to Boston. I'll be there on the 13th. So if you mail it on like yeah, the make 10th, sure you put it, in the it mail might like get a week there. Before. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Um, and then uh, she's like, Eddie, I got to leave. She also says, she says, you know, he says, can I call you too? And she's like, yeah, sure. Give me a call. Which we'll is just, just do that. Eddie. We'll just do that. I got to leave, Eddie. But how about you come in my limo with me? Ride to the airport with me. My uh, driver will drive you back home and uh, do that. <laughs> That's the plan. I mean, I guess they're going to like make out Malimo or something. I don't know what the plan really is. Or just chat, get to know each other a little bit. Yeah, but of course, um, Eddie's like, yep, goes out. They leave. The family is all just speechless sitting there in front of the door. And uh, I'm guessing that's the only episode. It's got to be the only episode with Tracy Spencer, right? Oh, I can't imagine. She's not back for as Eddie's girlfriend next week or anything like that. No, she's on tour. She's on tour. Um, I mean, Chris Jericho's on tour while he's wrestling. You can, you can it's do, true. You can do both. Chris Jericho's a maniac, though. Step by step, 830, season two, episode 16. Uh, no business, like show business is the name of this one. Starts off, we've got Carol in the kitchen. She's uh, heating up some dinner. Frank gets home. Uh, he's like, I gotta go bowling. Here's my food. And then she's like, uh, wait, come back. Um... I want to go bowling too. So she's like, we need to slow down and spend more time together. That's when he's like, oh, you should come bowling with me. And she's like, all right, well, why don't I go bowling with you and you go out to art class with me? And then they're like, all right. And they're like doing stuff real fast. Cody comes in. She, they're like running upstairs. He's running out the door. And then Cody's like, you ever heard of decaf? And that's, that's the setup for this episode. Kind of like they're crazy. They've got stuff going on. He wants to go bowling. She wants to go to art class. The kids are uh, left to, reheat the dinner by themselves kind of thing yep yep F- busy family busy parents no time for each other Let's get it together Let's do some stuff um uh, all right so after the theme song we come back we've got uh the kids in the living room um dana gets home we find out they're filming another episode of jt's world how many episodes ago was this like three or four maybe were they filmed the last jt's world? more than that i was surprised was they brought it back I was Honestly, too. Yeah, I feel like it was. I feel like it was more than that. Maybe, I, maybe I'm just. I know we had. Some, I know we had some weeks off. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It might. So have been I'm not sure. Um, I'm. My guess is though they filmed this episode the same time they filmed the original episode. Okay. Just, just to guess. Just so because they had the set, they had everything together. Like why? I mean, is it the set? Just know. their living room. Well, they had all this. It was decorated for. JT's world stuff. party time, excellent. <laughs> so Danny gets home. She thinks this thing. Uh, JT's world original episode was episode four. World episode oh, twelve Ooh. episodes ago. Oh, yeah, sixteen. Twelve episodes ago. It was like yesterday. It does. Um. So. Dana thinks this whole thing's dumb. Cody's like, well, we get lots of letters from girls in prison, and uh, JT's like. <laughs> Guys, we got to do a great job on this episode because there's this big time producer. He's going to come watch the show live today. And if he likes it, we might actually get like a real TV deal. So 
Everyone's getting a little excited. Doorbell rings. Uh, Phil Jones comes in. We've seen Phil Jones before, right? Maybe not as Phil Jones. We have not seen the character Phil Jones, but this is David Graff, who is, he was Sergeant Siska in the Family Matters, like, Army episode, but he's also Tackleberry from all the Police Academy movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's, that's probably right. where most people are going to recognize him from. So he comes in. And this is pretty much, this episode, by the way, is pretty much just the ep- the 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 uh, plot of, I, I believe it's, yeah, just the first Wayne's World, right? Not Wayne's World 2. Is oh, it, is this, what they, is this exactly get? what they did? Isn't that yeah, where they get? Isn't yeah. that the one where they like get the show and they like it goes to everybody's head? Was it the first one or the second one? I want to say it was the first one. I think it's the, the second first one. Was all second about, one they're doing like, the, the tour. Concert. Yeah, the concert thing. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So Phil Jones comes in. He starts talking about like watching the show and stuff. Mark steps in real quick and he's like, "Whatever you decide, we gotta sign a contract first, and I'm gonna read it with a fine tooth comb." And then Phil tells him, "We'll pay you a thousand bucks a week," and he's like, "Deal." So. uh Done. They start filming an episode. Uh, they get about, I don't know, a minute and a half, two minutes in, and Phil stops them. And they're like, all right, I've seen enough. I'll get back to you. And that's where they leave us off. We don't know if that's a good thing. We don't know if that's a bad thing. I'll get back to you is what they oh, say. Oh, just the thing. Yep. Um, so next scene, we are at Carol's art class. We see Frank and Carol arriving. They sit down. Frank is not really sure about it. He thinks it's going to be kind of lame. Not very good at it. Carol tells him, just sit down and shut up. And then the teacher says, hey, everyone. We're going to be drawing a nude model today. And then Frank gets real excited. He's like, oh, yeah, I get to see a naked girl. <laughs> and the teacher brings out, it looks like a college student um, who immediately steps in the front of the room, derobes. He's now naked in front of the room. Carol gets real excited, and Frank looks real well, you jealous. Forgot, though, you forgot to say it's a dude. It's not a, it's not a female. Oh, it's I just said college just, student, a, did I? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's it's a, a male college model. male naked model. Carol's excited. Frank's jealous. Exactly. So next scene, we're back at the house. Um, JT is doing his uh, chocolate milk thing because that's been a few episodes since they've done that. Yeah, it's been a while. Frank and Carol get home from art class and Frank is calling Carol a pervert for staring at this (laughs) naked man. Um, He's mad that uh, the male nude model was there in the first place and... uh, I think she goes upstairs or something like, and he's yeah. Like, it's a quick conversation. It's just it's just him being a little bit of a baby, and then she's like, "I'll talk to you later." Yeah, and uh, Frank's like, uh, "JT, shouldn't you be working on your homework?" He's like, "No, Dad, I don't need to do my homework anymore. I'm about to get this huge uh, TV deal. I'm gonna be a big star." And uh, Frank's like, uh, "Well, the producer's probably not gonna call you back. If he said if he said I'll I'll get back to you, that's usually not a great sign." Right. Um, Carol's in the kitchen. She's looking like, like Googling over her, uh, naked man drawing <laughs> that she just drew. Yeah. Then the phone rings. Uh, um, well, real quick, real quick. Cause Frank does also tell JT. He's like, look, JT, if you get a TV deal in the next 10 minutes, then you don't have to do your homework and study for your test. And then phone rings. JT's like, I got it. Carol's in the, uh, kitchen. They talk real quick. And, uh, Frank tells Carol about the, uh, producer thing. JT runs in. They're going to produce the show. I'm going to be a big star. And uh, Frank is already eating his words, telling him that uh, he doesn't have to do his homework. Right. Right. Um, all right. So next scene, we've got Frank and uh, the three youngest kids. They're all getting to the uh, TV set um, at, at the studio. They're filming this at a studio now, no longer in the living room. They walk in. It's the set of JT's world, except it looks exactly like their living room. It's a pretty funny gag because it's probably, it, I mean, I'm sure it's exact. It is just the exact set. They just put it in a bigger set, right? <laughs> you know, that's funny. I never even thought about that. I just was like, oh, they recreated the set. But you're probably right. All they probably did was just pan the, you know, just pull the cameras out a bit. So they got the actual TV set of their living room. I never didn't even, that's obviously the easiest thing to do. Uh, the cast sees Cody um, and uh, JT and Phil come into the room. Phil, the producer that we talked about. And Phil tells JT, um, all these kids, they can't be part of the show. They can't be touching the cameras. And uh, they're like, JT. Well, because Al's really excited. Al sees the cameras, and she's like, oh, I can't wait to use these. And they're all kind of excited to be you know, doing their roles on the show. Yeah. And uh, JT's like, you guys are all fired. Like, it doesn't take him long. <laughs> He's just like. <laughs> He's gone Hollywood. Yep. Um, Frank pulls JT aside, and he's like, hey, you got to uh, – understand i mean you can't let this go to your head you still need to be a regular guy while you're doing all this stuff like you got to be nice to people and nice to your family and then 
this like swarm of girls run out from I don't know how they got in the studio. I guess probably they are dressed up as bellboys and maids, but they come running in, shot through in a cannon, shot in the cannon, and uh, swarm JT. Oh my God, you're JT for JT's world. One girl's like, sign my bra, <laughs> and Frank is amazed that uh, this is actually happening. That these guys are actually famous already in some people's eyes. So I, IMDb credits one of these girls as being in both of the JT Worlds episodes as a groupie. I don't remember any groupies from the first episode, hmm. so I, I don't know if I'm missing something. But if she was, I, I, cr- I give a lot of appreciation to the step-by-step people for, for bringing her back for the second episode as, as a huge fan. Yeah, I don't know where she would have been. I don't, remember, I don't know where they would be. I can't remember. I mean, I doubt she shot herself out of a cannon into their living room. We would have seen right. broken, we would have seen broken glass Berkeley. everywhere. She's not Elizabeth yeah. Berkeley. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so where are we at now? Uh, back of the house? Yeah. Um, back of the house. Carol's about to go off the art class again, but uh, Frank's still jealous. And Dana and Karen come down because obviously they've heard about this naked male model and they well, now want to go to the There's this whole thing real class. quick. Before they come down, there's this whole conversation between between Frank and Carol, where Carol's you know saying the typical thing like it's a human body, it's beautiful, it should be celebrated, it's a work of art. And Frank's like, "You're a pervert. This is you shouldn't be doing this." And she's like, "No, it's fine. It's just art." And then the then the girls come down because they now want to go to class too. Like, so. yeah. And uh, Carol is like, "No, you guys can't go." Like, obviously, she doesn't want them to see the naked male model that she just presented to Frank as being no issue and a thing of art. And Frank takes advantage of that by going over to the girls and standing behind them and saying all of the things that Carol just said mm-hmm. to her uh, in support and in defense of the girls going to the art class. And then Carol's like, fine, you guys can come. And they're all excited. They're all going out the door. They get one step out of the door and then come back in. She's like, no, you're not coming. <laughs> I changed my mind. You're not going. You can't go. So she leaves in there back mm-hmm. in the house. Yep. Uh, next scene back at the TV studio, uh, Phil tells JT and, uh, Cody that the people upstairs love the show. They are thrilled about it. The only thing that they're not thrilled about is Cody and JT. They want to get new people. Gotta go. They've already hired some actors to take their place. These two actors come out. They're dressed just like Cody and JT. Uh, JT is devastated and, uh, we see uh, them kind of doing the JT's World uh, gag thing. Wayne's World intro. Thing. JT's World! And then uh, the groupies all come running out. The exact same groupies that were there <laughs> earlier. And the girl even tells the uh, new JT to sign her bra once again. Right, right. Uh, back at the house, Frank is now doing the chocolate milk thing. JT and Cody get home. Uh, they tell Frank that they got fired. And Frank's like... Frank actually feels bad for him. Like he's he's he sees that they're upset and he's he understands. Well, yeah, I mean it sucks. It yeah. sucks. Even though they it was going to their head, it still sucks that these two kids have had this thing taken away from them. Yep. JT knows that he got carried away with the whole thing. Frank tells him to uh, go upstairs and do his homework. Cody says that uh, he did get a girl's phone number though, which is uh, good news. And then he pulls out uh, a bra with. I don't even know if her number was actually written on it or if it just says like 36D or something on it. Right, right, right. Like, he didn't like, have her the joke is he like he starts reading like three, six, is that a, and then Frank's like, that's a D. And like, whoa. So I don't even know if she wrote it on there. Uh, we do get a credit scene. We've got Dana asking to borrow some earrings for a date from uh, Carol. Um, and she's like, well, what's it for? And he's like, oh, I've got this date going on. And then uh, in walks Steve who Carol doesn't recognize at first, but then uh, everyone quickly realizes Steve is the nude male model from art class, and that's who Dana's going on a date with. Awkward. This was a good bookend. I like I liked this little little bookend. Yeah. It, it was good. So that's uh, Step by Step for this week. Next up, we've got a 9 o'clock Dinosaurs new episode. Season 3, episode 14, Out of the Frying Pan is the name of this one. And uh, it starts off just basically the same episode we just watched. This is literally the exact same episode. Like, I was just like, (laughs) what is going on? I mean, at least put them a week apart or something. Someone has to know. So we're not even going to talk about this episode. It's if you watch the last one, you've already watched (laughs) this. So. All right. Camp Wilder. Camp Wilder. You want to talk about it? 
Yeah, I, I mean, I guess we, we should have to, about it. right? Um, all right, so we get a opening scene with Baby in the kitchen pretending to uh, be his mom and like, look, I'm cooking and look, I'm complaining about Make the family the and everyone wants me to do stuff for them. Um, she tells him to stop and then uh, the family comes in and they all start doing like the exact things that Baby was recognizing that they always do, like needing her to Asking take him places, make, yep. make my breakfast, that kind of stuff. Um, then baby hits, uh, Earl with the frying pan and, um, I don't know what this says. Breaks. I don't know frying why I, I don't know why I'm watching this you. episode. I huh? don't know why I, hmm. I mean, it was important enough for me to write the quote down. I don't know I don't why know. I needed you carrying you barking you we'll never know pan breaks well the thing though is the pan breaks yep that's the important part um and then uh i think robbie says like you should call and uh tell them it broke like you can get a new one or something and then uh well we also find out though there's a couple of, we, we do find out that this is the sixth pan that has broken this week or this month excuse me and so yeah robbie says you should call and complain to the company baby's growing up baby's getting stronger baby's breaking some pans over earl's head but yeah yeah uh immediately we or, see or, or earl's got a got a nice callus now is what's causing it could be that too damage uh the frying pan man company guy he shows up um he's at the house and uh, he calls her a liar he's like there's a guarantee there's no way these things are going to break under normal use and um, she hands uh, a frying pan over to Baby. Baby hits Earl. It breaks. And the man's like, no refunds. But uh, I do have an idea. And then we skip ahead to uh, a man, the same man presenting a new model of the frying pan that they have released. He tells Baby to try it out. He does. It doesn't break this time. But this time Earl like gets knocked out. And... Uh, <laughs> The uh, frying pan guy is like, I want baby to be a spokesperson for the new frying pans. And the baby said, this pan's pretty good. And he's like, that's it. That's our line. And then uh, Earl agrees to the deal as he's like half unconscious at this point. The the new pan, by the way, is the P2000. Is that supposed to be Just like Terminator? Like T2000? I mean, I think that might be part of it. But just wanted to put that out there. Um. So... That was all before the theme song, too. All of that. Yes, that was the opening. Theme song, we come back. We've got Fran showing Monica um, the uh, pan ad. Oh, uh, one, one, one note real quick about the theme song. It seemed like in this version, like this episode's version of the theme song, they they inserted more newer, newer clips. Hits. Okay. Not, well, just Specifically like baby hitting Earl. Hits. And they or or they made the pan sound. More, I I just noticed the pan okay. sound more off more in this than normal. I usually just hit the skip button on the theme, so I don't even know. I watch it. I believe you. Um. Uh, so Fran showing Monica. They've already got this ad in a magazine for Baby in the Frying Pan, and she tells Monica there's like TV ads coming up in the future, and Monica tells Fran. It's best not to get carried away. So Monica's playing the Frank role. Uh, Friends JT, I guess, or Frank's get, Frank gets really offended. Like Friends, like, how do you know? You don't know anything. You don't. We we're in this. We know what's going on. We're, we'll take care of all this. Don't worry about it. And then Earl comes in. He's already got a contract. And Monica's like, you guys should really read over that contract before uh, you sign it. So that's kind of like Mark with the beginning kind of thing. Being the, yeah um skip ahead a little bit now we've got this tv ad already it's playing on the tv uh the family's there watching it uh earl hears uh, a ringing sound going on but no one else hears it because it's just from all of these pan shots over the head and uh one. robbie's like i can't believe you let them do this to you yeah and he's like they're exploiting you dad and uh they are now uh talking about baby on like I don't know if it's like entertainment tonight or like the news or whatever it's, it is. So it's called showbiz tonight. Um, okay. ST for short. So yeah, it's the dinosaur version of entertainment. tonight. So they're talking about baby as baby uh, is now going to become a big star. They think he's in all the ads and baby is quickly becoming the biggest celebrity in town. They say, and Fran thinks, uh, well, we can definitely use this as some leverage to get even more commercials. Yeah, we can milk this. Yep. 
So that's what they're going to do. Um, we're back in the studio now. They're filming a new commercial. Earl um, has had multiple concussions, it looks like, at this point. Because, I mean, I guess every one of these ads they're due, they also are hitting Earl over the head multiple times to get the right photo or the right video and stuff like that. So he's yeah, acting he's like he's, I don't know, like real dumb. Like he's had many concussions. And uh, the producers, I don't know, is this a new scene? The producer, yeah, I guess they're showing the producers like talking about the ads and saying we need to fire fire that Earl guy. And well, they got they got some feedback from the networks. Everybody loves Baby, but nobody likes nobody likes Car or Earl, which is a lot like the last episode we just watched. Yep, fire one of the actors. Uh, so they go down, they fire Earl, but Earl's like, if I'm out, the whole family's out. And then uh, when I think friends right there when he says this and she's like, no, we're not out. We're still doing this. And no, 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 uh, no, 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 no. she's really like just getting carried away by this whole thing. The whole fame thing has gotten to her and that's all she's cared about, cares about right now. Oh, yeah, because she's getting like dresses to go to award shows mm-hmm. and having fancy lunches mm-hmm. and doing the whole Hollywood thing. So we go a little later to Fran uh, getting the baby ready for, I guess this is like an award show or something, right? Or like a premiere or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Or just now that's how he looks because that's how Hollywood people look. Well, they say that the limo's almost ready. The limo's almost there. So I don't know. Maybe they take the limo to the grocery store. I don't know. But uh, baby like signs an autograph for Monica when she pokes her head through the door. And Monica uh, wants to hang out with Fran, but Fran's like, oh, I can't. I'm just too busy. I've got all these things I got to do at the studio and stuff. And then uh, Fran leaves out the door with baby, leaving Monica there wondering like, what happened to my friend? And then Earl walks or wakes up and comes into the kitchen. And uh, she, he's like, Monica, you were right. Uh, this thing is too much. It's getting into Fran's head. And then they mentioned uh, a character named Raul, which is funny because there was a Raul in uh, the last episode of Step by Step as well. The last of- and well I don't- no, and Family Matters. And Family Matters. Oh, was that Family Matters? Which one was Raul? Yeah, because Ra- Raul was the, the 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 pretend character in in Harriet's Diary. That's right. That's right. And it's funny because the closed captioning spells Raul the same way, and it's not the way that I would expect Raul to be spelled. But how do you, how is it spelled? R A U L. That's right. R. It was with like an. It was five letters, like an O in it, or something like R O U A L, or something like that. It was not. It was not R A U L, which is what I would have expected. But yeah, yeah. It's right. interesting because the captions were done by different streaming platforms, and they still spelled it the same way, which is this awkward <laughs> way. I don't know. Maybe we don't know how to spell Raul. Maybe we're the ones that have been living our lives. Not knowing how to spell Raul. Maybe I think it was R A. Raul was my my Spanish name in in middle school and high school. Like you know when you pick your yeah yeah yeah. What was mine? Esteban, mine. Oh, that's a good one. And Ashley was Blanca, which just means white girl. Yeah, that's that's not as good. I like I like Esteban. That's a good one. Not bad. Um, so Earl and Monica agree that, uh, show business is no place for Fran. They need to save her. They need to get her out of there. Yes. Back in the studio once again. And I also feel like this episode like pops back and forth between the studio and the house, like about the same amount of times. Like it's, it's literally the same episode. Uh, the director is. is like kind of, I don't know if it's the director or like the director's assistant or something here, but he's like firing the lighting guy and like. Baby sees them do it, and he's like, start firing people. Baby fires an assistant for getting him some bad juice. And Fran sees all this happening and is stunned. She's like, oh, no, this really is getting to everyone's head. Baby's gotten it now. So she, we, we see a turnaround from Fran at this point. Yeah, it's, yeah, she, she, it all is coming into light to her. Um, back at the house, Robbie and Fran are looking over like scripts to possible movie deals that baby has. Now, one of them is just the exact same uh, plot as home alone. Uh, Earl comes in and, uh, upset that Fran is, uh, making all this, uh, Hollywood baby stuff more about her than anything else. And, uh, says that she's getting too caught up in it. And, uh, she says that it's, uh, she says it's all for him. What she's trying to still say that it's, it's all, all for, for baby. baby. It's all for baby. Yeah. It's all for baby. Yeah. Um, college, pay for his college, pay for all that stuff. Then we get this like Fran dream sequence where she starts just like imagining things yeah. and uh, 
we see a talk show that's pretty much the Sally Jesse Raphael show. It's a dinosaur that looks exactly like her. Exactly. And they're doing like a where are they now uh, feature. So this is obviously in the future. They're talking about uh, the baby from the frying pan commercials. Where is he now? And then out comes this grown-up baby Sinclair. Uh, he's fat. He's coughing. He looks like a mess. And uh, he comes on the show and starts talking about... Uh, I think, but I think it's also important that he is still wearing a diaper. He's still wearing pretty much the same outfit. Still wearing uh, and a diaper. Just a note. It is voiced by uh, Kelsey Grammer. He's huh. been on a number of episodes already, but just thought I'd mention it. Uh, the grown-up baby blames show business for being the way that he is and uh, says that his mom just kept pushing him and it's all her fault. And then uh, they show mm-hmm. a clip of uh, baby back. I guess this was the clips from years ago because baby looks like the way we know baby. Because baby's baby, yeah. But uh, they show a clip of baby uh, robbing a convenience store. And then uh, he also wrote a book, grown-up baby called uh, I Blame You, Mommy. And then Fran, this is when <laughs> Fran like snaps out of this dream sequence and really knows that she's messed up. She's got to turn around. So uh, I think one more scene maybe in the show. Uh, it's morning now. Fran's at home. Everything seems back to normal. She's like making breakfast and stuff. Well, baby, baby still is in the, in the mode, but. Okay. Um, the phone rings. It's the uh, producer up at the TV station i guess and um she doesn't even care she's like uh we're done we're not doing this anymore and then uh, the producer actually offers fran her own tv show which uh i think she just declines as well right yeah yeah because he's trying to get the like he doesn't want to lose baby is he there he or so like, did one of them show up there or is this all I, on the phone because i because you know, then i'm writing on like there. a producer i think when she like says no then the producer just shows up at the house or something like that on the phone because I think so. Yeah, I think you're. I think what so what happens is it starts off with a phone I, I call. I remember what happens. That it starts off with a phone call because she's but they're supposed to be at the studio. They're running late. The studio calls to say, "Hey, where are you?" She's like, "I'm not coming in." And then the producer shows up at the house to try to convince her, give her her own show. She says no. Um, and then the producer starts to try to talk to Baby, and Baby ends up hitting the producer with the frying pan. And then I think. Maybe Earl says this. Cut it, print it. I believe that's a wrap. Or is that Baby that says that? Might be Baby. I think that's. I think Earl. that is. I don't know. Earl. I didn't write it down. But that's it. That's the end of the episode. So same episode of Step by Step. We've got uh, the main family. They're uh, getting into Hollywood. It goes over their head, and uh, then they snap out of it at the end because they get fired. Right. That's it. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Uh, Camp Wilder, season one, episode sixteen. Forget Me Not is the name of this one. It starts off, we've got Brody and Dorfman. They're in the kitchen, and they are photographing Rusty the Penguin for his official wildlife ID. Don't understand what this is, but that's what they're doing. I think it's a joke. I think they're just trying to take a picture of the penguin. I don't think it's a wildlife ID. What are they doing Unless with they're going to put something... Maybe they'll put it on... Maybe there is. Maybe they put it on like his, his uh, name exhibit tag? At, the, at the aquarium or something. Um, I gotta think though that because there's this is like the second or third rusty intro. I gotta think that they filmed all these intros at one time and they were just bringing a penguin back every time they had to film an episode. That's why they're like not have nothing to do with the rest of the show. So they're having trouble getting this photo though, and Dorfman's like, "Well, we gotta get the penguin excited. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you waddle around to cheer him up?" And then uh, <laughs> Brody starts waddling around the kitchen. Dorfman snaps the photo. They got it, and then. Uh, Brody reminds him, or doesn't remind him, but asks him about the film. And he's like, oh, there's no film in here? So, they didn't even get it. Theme song! We come back. We've got Dorfman. He's uh, snacking in the kitchen, eating some uh, random stuff. And then uh, Ricky comes in. We find out. Those graham crackers, fruit roll-ups. You know, the typical. Uh, Ricky comes in. Sophie's sick. And uh, she's going through the fridge. All the meds are expired. Melissa comes in, and we quickly learn that it's uh, it's her birthday today, and it seems like no one really has realized it. Everyone's forgotten it's her birthday. She's kind of going around the house trying to yep. like drop hints that it's her birthday, but no one's giving her any attention. So either one or two things have happened. They've either forgotten or, like we've seen in other shows, they're playing it off, and there's going to be a big surprise at some point. So we don't know what it is yet. but One of the two. One of those two things is going to happen. Um 
but yeah, Melissa's sad. Um, Brody is now looking for this Indian village that he helped uh, build for Sophie's homework. And uh, we find out that it was a village that was made out of food. And the ingredients that he starts to list off are exactly what Dorfman was snacking on. So we now know that Dorfman ate the Indian village. Yeah. They didn't mean to. It was an accident. Yeah. Uh, Melissa, of course, is still wondering why everyone forgot her birthday. Uh, Dorfman. Don't know what that says. Left, loved, something. Yeah. Dorfman did something. Yeah, he leaves. Yeah, Dorfman he, leaves. He leaves. Uh, Melissa wants to go out with uh, Ricky. She like she's just trying to do anything. You have someone do something with her, she has, her birthday. She's like, Ricky, right. you want to go out to dinner tonight? And she's like, Well, of course she still hasn't mentioned the birthday thing. And uh, she's like, Oh, I'm too busy. I got to do this and this and write some dumb report for my animal job now. But uh, she doesn't call it dumb. I call it dumb. Um, no one's remembered her birthday still. So Melissa calls her friend Maggie. And uh, Gil trips her into uh, going out for her birthday. They're going to sneak out. They're going to go out tonight. Tonight. For her birthday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> next scene, we've got Melissa and Maggie at a bar or a club, they call it later. But uh, I Maggie don't know. Look familiar at all? Is it the one from Step by Step? No. Well, you said Maggie. Does Maggie look Maggie. familiar? I thought the bar set looked familiar from like the Cody Karate oh. bar. Oh, no, no. That no, that bar was way more open. That bar had like a lot. It was like a just a big open floor plan so they could throw people around. Who's Maggie? Where is she from? Maggie is Lindsay from Bells of Leaker Street. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um. So Melissa is at this bar with Maggie, still a little bummed that no one remembered her birthday. Maggie wants to leave. She's like, Mom, I'm going to get in trouble. My mom's going to find out that kind of thing. And then Melissa sees Dorfman across the uh, room. She's like, oh, no, I got to hide. He can't see me. He'll ruin everything. He comes over. Um, There's a good little joke right here. What is it? Where she hides behind. So so Melissa hides behind Maggie. Um, and Dorfman comes over and talks to Maggie. And says, oh, hey, Maggie, what are you doing here? And 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 uh, Maggie says something about, about Melissa. Melissa comes back out from behind her. And Dorfman's like, oh, I didn't even see you there, uh, Melissa. <laughs> Totally ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so she says she needs a favor. Dorfman, just don't tell Ricky. That's all I ask. Don't tell Ricky. And she's like, oh, don't worry. I promise. But of course, Melissa knows that somehow Dorfman's going to let it out. And Mel- and Ricky's going to find out at some point. He gets her to promise. He gets but, her or, or she, she gets, gets him. him. She yeah. gets him to promise. Um, so then we go to the next scene, and we're back at the house. Uh, Dorfman has remade Sophie's project somehow while he was also at the club. So I don't know how he did that, but uh, you know he's up. He never goes to sleep. He's up until like five in the morning. The project is not as good as it was when uh, when no. Brody made it. Um, I guess uh, Brody comes in because does Brody know he ate it yet, or is this where he reveals that he ate it? I think this is Brody knows it. Brody knows. Well, I think Brody just so, knows it's missing, but I think at this scene, Dorfman's like, "Yeah, I ate the original one accidentally." Yeah, 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 yeah. Because because Brody looks at the thing and says, "That's not that's not it," and then Dorfman tells him he ate it and made a new one. Yeah, and then Brody's like, "Oh, it's not good enough. Make another one." And then uh, Melissa comes down, asks Brody if uh, if he's seen Ricky anywhere, and uh, Ricky comes in at this point too, and uh, um, I think Melissa thinks she's caught, but then Ricky's like, uh, so or Sophie's got pink eye. Melissa, I need you to give her some meds when uh Yeah, give her eye drops this when afternoon. I'm, when I'm at work or something this afternoon. Yeah. Exactly. So uh next scene, we're at some restaurant. It's like lunchtime. Melissa's there with uh Maggie and two other friends. Any importance of these other two friends? Is it the other girl so, from yeah. Bells of Bleaker Street? No, no, but the that girl, the, so the, the the black girl in this scene looks so familiar, and she was not on IMDb, and I was like, who is this girl? Um, and so she luckily was mentioned during the credits, and her name, it's just a kind of an interesting name, it is uh, Venus DeMilo Thomas. So okay. um, that's her name. Here's where she is from. She is from, um, uh, she's in a number of TGIF stuff throughout the years. She she, she was in an episode. Just like small roles, pretty much. Small roles, yeah. 
But she's also in two episodes of My So-Called Life, so another My So-Called <laughs> Life back. Most notably, though, and you should, I was hoping you would recognize her because this is one of your favorite shows. She was a, she was a main character in Salute Your Shorts. She was Telly. Oh, okay. Salute Your Shorts. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I actually, I rarely do this, even though a lot of, you know, we have access to shows that people have not seen in 20 years. People just don't. So there's often like very, very sparse IMDb entries for a lot of these shows. I went back and I added this to her IMDb uh, nice. site. So now, now it is listed. She is Camp Wilder is on her IMDb page. Um, I couldn't let this one let this one go. Do the actors get an update when someone edits their page? I have no idea. I, I don't. I don't know. I have you no don't idea. get updates when everyone adds your stuff on there. No one even ever searches for me. I imagine oh. I'm probably like ranked 10 millionth in the IMDb list of rankings. Um, okay, I mean at least you're ranked. That's true, but uh, I did it. I had to. I couldn't. I, I couldn't let it go. I couldn't. I couldn't let it go. So all right. So we're at this restaurant. It's the four of them. Uh, we find out Maggie got grounded for sneaking out the other night. Um, but I guess if you're grounded, you're still allowed to go out the next day to lunch with your friends. That makes no sense. Maybe it's like an after school thing, and she's just stopping by on her way home from school. Yeah, maybe. But uh, all the kids are talking about their parents, and everyone except for uh, Melissa has the same problem with their parents just being too much and just on top of them all the time. And so I'm going to, I'm going to give a different spin on this. Okay. So before, before they get into all the, all the other girls talking about their parents, Melissa's like, who needs parents anyways? They're not, they don't do anything. They're not helpful. They're no good. We could all just do this on our own. And then the girls start complaining about their parents being around too much, but everything that they're complaining about is really parents just being like healthy, strong, supportive parents. They're not, it's not, yeah. It's not things that they're overbearing or they're like that are too much, but it's like, you know, my parents are always trying to help me with my homework or my parents are always like they're always just trying to do things that parents should be doing. And that that's what all the all the other girls are complaining about. And Melissa starts to get get sad because, you know, her parents are dead. And so she doesn't have any parents that she's starting to realize that what she's missing out on. Yeah. I mean, I, I got the same thing out of it, except like it's the opposite. Like Melissa, they're all complaining that their parents are doing too much and she's complaining because no one's doing enough for her. They, yeah, they I would just say they're complaining because they think their parents are being overbearing. They think their parents are doing too much. Yeah, yeah. It's normal parent stuff, for sure. Yeah, and, and and good good parent stuff. It's all like positive, like positive healthy family interactions, you know. Yeah, and then uh, Melissa gets the great idea. You know what? Let's just run out on this check. Let's not pay for it. And then uh, she takes the check, goes out the door, and uh, they dine and dash. Yeah. Well, this is and this is her starting to trying to do things to rebellious. Get atten- well, I think to get attention. To, yeah. It's to get to get Ricky's attention. We've had a dine and dash episode on here, right? On something on TGIF where someone else ran out on the bill. Probably. I feel like I told a story about when I did it once. Uh, all right. So back of the house, uh, we've got Beth and Danielle. Um, they're talking to Dorfman about Sophie's project and how it's not great. Sophie comes in. She knows it's not the uh, the original village. She knows it's new because uh, the amount of Indians is different or something. And then uh, they use it, they redo a joke that they did earlier in the episode. Uh, I think Brody says white man burned it down or something like that. Yeah, because yeah, that's that's originally what Dorfman told him happened to it. Yep. Um, and then uh, Melissa gets home. Ricky walks in and she's mad. And we think that it's because she's mad that uh, Melissa dined in Dash. But no, she's mad because she forgot to give Sophie her meds. And that's what she asked her to do. And then this sets Melissa off. Melissa gets real mad. She goes off on Ricky for never, like, I mean, just everything that's been building up. Like, not remembering. Well, not really. So not so much here. Here's kind of a, 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 like, a quick a quick fuse blow where she's just like, you need to be a real mother and do your, you know, do what you're like she's not to. really clear exactly why she's mad. And so. yeah. And then she runs upstairs to a room. Yeah. And then, so Melissa's our Ricky's downstairs with Dorfman and all the older kids. And it's like, has anyone else noticed Melissa's been acting weird lately? And Brody's like, well, I guess, I mean, she's normally pretty surly, but she has been kind of strange lately. Yeah. Then we go up to, um, Melissa's room. Uh, Melissa and Maggie are both up there. I guess this isn't right like right after because Maggie's there now. But uh Melissa oh, right, yeah, is yeah. on the bed forging Ricky's name on like a savings bond that she had from her parents that was left. It's a thousand dollar bond. She's gonna forge it, she's gonna go to the bank, she's gonna cash it, and she's gonna go on a little shopping spree. Right. And Maggie's trying to talk her out of it, right? Like you shouldn't be doing that kind of thing. At first, and then Maggie's like, that's pretty good forge. Good good yeah. luck. 
Um, so then uh, Ricky's wandering around the kitchen trying to find uh, the, like, I want to say speech, but that's not right. Like the report that she's writing. Yeah, for she, she's writing job. like a curriculum report for like to teach a class on seahorses. And so she's looking for that, that report and can't put her hands on it. Uh, Beth and Danielle come in. We find out that they saw Melissa at the mall. And they're just a little worried about her. Like, she wasn't acting her normal self. She hid from them. Well, she them. ran away from them. Yeah, which yeah, she ran is not something them. she would normally do. So something's going on. Um, Dorfman accidentally rats out Melissa for being at the club a couple nights ago. I guess maybe it was last night. I don't know. But uh, they... And the time gets really weird all in this, the second half of the show. Yeah. Ricky goes up to Melissa's room and tells Melissa that she's in big trouble. Um, Melissa then just reveals herself that she forged her signature and then uh, really starts to voice her anger with Ricky uh, about how she feels neglected, forgotten, not uh, not part of the family. And then at this point also we reveal that uh, that Melissa's upset that Ricky forgot her birthday. And th- well, this is really good. This is a really good reveal. I feel like they, the writing on this was really, really good because what happens is, so they're going back and forth yelling at each other, being, you know, almost like a mother, mother-daughter conversation almost. And then Ricky says, you're 13 and you need to act like it. And Melissa's like, no, I'm not. I'm 14. And she doesn't say that. She doesn't even say that. She's like, oh, no, you're not. But that's when Ricky realizes that what happened and that the way that this was written and the way this was done i thought was just really really solid like because instead of it being some other kind of like you know i don't know there's just other ways that could have done it that would have been just more simple or more i don't know direct or forward like this was just a really good way to present this kind of piece of the resolution. yeah and you mentioned um some really good writing here i put in parentheses some serious acting here as well oh, yeah. like we don't yeah, really, yeah, this yeah. is the first we've really seen like melissa like have like a featured story really in the show well, and uh she goes even for mary it. page keller even mary page yeah. keller in this scene who we've seen do tons of really bad right had to deal with tons of bad writing <laughs> through baby talk i mean she really like they both did a, it was a great scene this like this scene was really really good melissa says i hate you i really hate you um yeah mom never forgot my birthday and then uh she's like i don't really hate you and then they and then they hug and then things seem to like be turning around um ricky's like happy birthday is this too late and she's like no it's it's good or something i'm, I'm sorry for everything and uh melissa's like I'll, uh, I know what to do. Like, I'll, I'll return all this stuff. I'll give you your money. I'll give the money back to you. And she's like, well, maybe you don't have to give all the money back to me. And she's like, oh, really? And she's like, I'll give you, I'll give you back the money for the uh, restaurant that you can go pay back. Well, she's like, yeah, keep however much you, however much the lunch was is what you need to keep. So you can go pay him. Um, yeah, and that's it. I mean, uh, great acting at the end. Uh, well, there's. A, I mean, you got the rest of the we like, do. Yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. that happened. Okay. So uh, we get some credit scenes. But before the credits even, uh, the show's over. Before the credits, we've got Dorfman, Brody, and Ricky. They were the hosts of TGIF this week. So they get their little uh, right. couch clip of them thanking everyone for watching, that kind of thing. Then we do get a uh, credit scene where... Ricky, Brody, Dorfman, and Sophie are all upstairs. They're waking up Melissa, telling her happy birthday, and they present to her the uh, Indian village that uh, Dorfman was working on as her birthday cake. I like I like Sophie's line here. Sophie's like, you know, I was doing this for extra credit, but then I realized I'm in first grade. I don't need extra credit. Like, it's just, it's a very, like, very... And like wise revelation that she comes yeah. to as a as a first yeah. grader, like, and then whatever. Ricky gives Melissa some earrings. I I didn't get the dialogue on this, but like something was kind of awkward. Like you like it? Like no, I really like it or something. I but. think so. So I think it goes back to kind of something we saw a few episodes ago, where no one, like every time Melissa says something nice, it's snide or like backhanded. And so the when she says she likes him, Ricky thinks she's just being, you know, just being. Melissa and so Melissa's trying to convince her that no I do in fact like these earrings um, that's all I can think of yeah I think that's it right that's the uh, that's it that's the week that of TGIF um, that is it this is where we rank them I these could go in a lot of different orders this time I feel like there's not a yeah. clear winner or a clear loser this week because I mean you've got step you know, by step and dinosaurs being so like each other 
Um, I almost want to put them like tied for tied for third because they're just the same episode. Like the and I, you know, I don't know if we need another JT World episode, anyways. But tied for third, so like. And then you have yeah, Family Matters you, ahead of that and Camp Wilder at one? Or what do you have? That's that's what I was going to do. I was going to do Step by Step and Dinosaurs tied for third, Family Matters, and then Camp Wilder. Yeah, that was my that was my ranking. I think I put Family Matters at fourth and then the two of them tied for second yeah. and Camp Wilder okay. first. But uh, we agree on the number I, one, Camp Wilder being the best one this week. I liked, I liked Waldo <clears throat> jumping into the Yeah, window. that's why I was like, ugh, this really could go either way. That The Waldo cannon scene was pretty good. But, the thing uh, about outside this though, for Family Matters, even even though it is a sitcom, there was a lot of really just unbelievable. That parts that's why I ended up putting in fourth. <laughs> like, yeah, like no, this is not going to happen in real life. Oh, thanks for yeah. sneaking in my room. Here, oh, you want tickets? I can do better. Here's backstage. Oh, you want to sing? You want to sing together? Yeah, and let's hold hands while we sing. Like it just it's it's uh, a little. Yeah. We will try it though. We'll let everyone know how it goes. Uh, yeah. in, in Philly, I'll write you from jail this spring. Yeah, send me your itinerary. I'll write you from jail. Um, um yeah so that's the shows this week what do we got going on next week travis full season next or full 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 week next week okay. family matter season four episode 16 step by step season two episode 17 dinosaur season three episode 15 and camp wilder season one episode 17 uh thanks once again to uh duke for the theme song this week yeah duke thank you sir tgifcast at gmail.com if you want to email us at tgifcast on all social media uh, we'll like we said we'll be back next week with a full week of brand new episodes. So uh, go ahead and watch them, get caught up, up, watch them, and then uh, follow along with us when we do the show next week. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be a, it'll be hopefully it'll be a fun week. I don't know what to expect, so we'll see. Hopefully there'll uh, be four different episodes, and we won't watch the same episode twice in a row like we did this plot. week. Well, we always say that like they, there's this was ridiculous. Kind of small, this week. this like, was yeah, ridiculous. this was the same thing. The same thing. So maybe we'll get the Family Matters version of that next week when Richie becomes. Oh, you know that that reminds me. I wanted to bring up. It 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 recurred to me this week that we have not seen Rachel in like six weeks. Like I can't even remember the last time we've seen an episode that had Rachel in it. Hmm. I just want to put that out there. I don't know. I know that this is the last the last season for a couple of those characters. So um, she might have been filming yeah, we, the um, the celebrity the show? circus show. What didn't she? Well, she has. She hasn't actually what she's filming is the show that's about to start in like a month um, that she is one of the one of the stars of TGIF so or not TGIF TGIF show. It's it's getting by. It's her. And it's actually the the her co-star. And that is the woman um, from uh, uh, Laverne and Shirley, who just passed away a couple of days ago. So do we have um, access to the show? We have a, we have most of the episodes. Yeah. OK, so that's what she's doing. She's filming a new show that she's this one of the co-stars of so anyways we'll get there in a month we'll get there in a few weeks sounds good so cool anything else steve nope that's it all right man have a good week you got it dude it's friday night and the moon is bright gonna have some fun so you eyes down dgif tbf podcast